Hello and welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and drinking out of a very handsome Barcelona mug is Bernie Uche. How are you, Bernie? Um, Mescal Club? What was that thing? <laughs> Mescal Mug. <laughs> I, for, uh, I, couldn't, I couldn't remember their entire slogan, but uh, happy John Herdman Day is what I wanted to say. Ah, uh, what a segue. That's exactly where I was going. But um, yeah, just, just to your Mesco and Club point, I remember learning that from a documentary about the early days of the Laporta regime the first time. Mm. I don't know if you remember this, but it was wicked. It was like the, it followed them signing Ronaldinho, obviously breaking Man United hearts um, and it, getting rid of who was it they got rid of like Deco and a couple of other. Anyway, it was really good. If you can find, I think it's actually called Mesco and Club. If you can find the documentary, it's wicked. Um, but yeah. You just you just brought back like a memory from my childhood that I thought I had erased because <laughs> I remember I was in boarding school and then we didn't have easy access to the internet, so everything you heard was literally word of mouth. And they were like, "We signed Ronaldinho." We were all like, "I remember we were in chapel, like yeah," and they were like, <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing we heard. Uh, Barcelona signed him <laughs> Brutal, absolutely brutal. Although I think you can you can say in hindsight that for the good of the game, that was the right thing. <laughs> that was the right move. It, it was the right move for football, and I guess in a non we hate him now way, getting Cristiano Ronaldo and not Ronaldinho is sort of what works best for both teams in both mm. clubs' histories, so to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they both are problematic when it comes to crime. So I guess every idiot <laughs> evened out for everybody <laughs> in in very different ways. But yes, <laughs> a huge sliding doors moment. Um, as as you already segued to um, another sliding doors moment, John Herdman has left Canadian men's national team and has joined Toronto FC. Now, listen. Everyone knows that Canada soccer is a total shambles that has no money, right? But mm-hmm. you've got to be a pretty big shambles for the guy to quit a job where he was about to take a team going into a World Cup at home in two and a half years mm-hmm. to take over the worst team in MLS. Yeah, I think I think it's a combination of the World Cup itself is far enough that mm. it's like, you know what, okay. And then getting Canada into a World Cup, and, you know, they did score a goal, so I guess having a respectable performance <laughs> overall, even though outsiders won't see it that way. Some people say it's about as good as it could get, and maybe that's true. What I didn't like were the people who were calling for him to be sacked. And I thought, are you serious? Like, I I don't, unless you were going to bring in someone who is clearly better than him and wants the job, then I I never saw the point of it. I thought, keep it going. But he's got a better situation. I mean, TFC, to your point, are really, really bad this season. Like, the worst they've probably ever been since 2007, I think, or five, their first season is probably that bad. Like, (laughs) but he gets paid better most likely and he gets to do another um what's the job well, how do I want to how do I want to describe this job like a like a rebuild yeah i think he i think he was central to canada doing its thing yeah. and to do this for tfc 
I think it's a good idea for him and TFC. KMS national team, I think, is trash for them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where they go from here. Like, the, the report said that a bunch of the assistant coaches have gone to the two names that it did not mention having left, and maybe this has changed by now, but Stalteri and Phil Neville. <laughs> now, there's a dynamic coaching duo if ever I've heard one. Like, if they end up with those guys by default because they can't afford anyone else, I, it's going to be an absolute disaster. You know what completely and utterly escaped my brain? that Phil Neville was connected with Canada. Yeah. I mean, maybe what? he leaves, maybe, maybe in some way he's connected to, to Herdman. And so maybe he leaves now of his own volition because Herdman's not there, but also maybe they give him the job because that's the highest profile guy you're probably going to get for it. Can they afford him? Like, oh, actually, that's a stupid <laughs> question because he's an assistant coach right now. He's probably doing it for free. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're already paying him in something. Look, a lot of people, I think I saw a um, friend of the pod, David Rudin, going on about this and not happy about the potential of this. But, like, why not? <laughs> like, why not? He's all, sorry. sorry. He's already there. <laughs> I'm, aware, I'm aware that it also involved signing the world's best player, but did you see the transformation that happened when he left into Miami? They were, they were terrible, and now they're brilliant. I, I, look, look, I'm just going to tell you, as bad as he is, and he is bad, I just want to make that known, he is very bad. That transformation is entirely on Lionel Messi and nothing to do with Tata Martino. <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah, nothing at all. But, like, he's there, right? Like, it's a natural step. If he wants it, what? Like, my question is, mm. who are they going to get? Potent- like, I've heard of the Forge manager, Bobby's, and I think I like the idea. Mm. Forge have done really well. He seems to be a, a tactical, and like he's Canadian. Like you know, what I mean, the local story. I like that idea. Yeah, he's got a great beard too. Yeah, but like, eh. but-, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, obviously we're all Herbert in. Um, uh, yes. other friend of the pod um and and soccer coach Cameron Herbert who's doing his or has done his UEFA C license I believe uh coaching experience includes under 18s in Malawi uh, and now he's coaching in League 1 Ontario so like the resume is getting getting better it's getting fuller mm-hmm. and I'd give him the job cuz he's our friend I I'd give it I give it him as well I absolutely <laughs> give it to him as well uh, but yeah, I, I, other than that, I, like I really beyond a CPL manager, or maybe a kind of uh, maybe there's you know a, a coach in MLS that I don't really know of that, that's doing good progressive work. Like maybe that's kind of the level that they can they can shoot at. But beyond that, I really have no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be Phil Neville. So let's just strap in, get, <laughs> get ready for the ride. <laughs> Phil Neville's mighty Reds. Roll again. Um, <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, speaking of mighty Reds, Manchester United are looking at Mark Kukurea, Marcus Alonso, Sergio Reguillon, uh, and Pierre-Emil Hoiberg. What the fuck is going on with your football club? I'm done, mate. I'm done. Like, oh, God. So Luke Shaw has a bad injury that's going to keep him out for a few months. 
Uh, well, it's not been confirmed, but people are saying it could be weeks, it could be months. It's bad enough that they're deciding that uh, to look elsewhere. And I just want to make my opposition to any of this known, okay? Because there's a young kid, Alvaro Fernandez. Fernandez? Fernandez? I think his name. Alvaro Fernandez is a youth boy they got from Barca. And Granada and a bunch of other teams in La Liga want this kid to on loan. And I'm like, I don't know. If I if it were me, I'd play that kid over. He's better than Alonso. I am convinced <laughs> he is better than Alonso right now. Kukurea he has to be. Like, absolutely. Like he really is. I'm I'm certain. Now I can buy the Kukurea argument in for one thing and one thing only, in that you could say he was great at Brighton, which he was, but Chelsea just didn't work out. So alone to see can get back to that. I can understand the logic in a way. I don't like it, but I can understand it. Region, mm. no. <laughs> I mean, like again, better than Alonso, but no. I'd rather Fernandez at that point. And I don't. Want, I, and today I heard of uh, for oh, Fabrizio said, announced the fourth name because he's been saying all day there's a fourth name that we don't know. Alex, uh, do you know who it is? Have you seen this um, report? I don't see. Hang on, so. It's going to be someone that Ten Hag's worked with before. Correct. So, X, Ajax, left backs. Ajax, left back. Uh, oh, wait. No, that was a right back. Go on. Talia Figo. Yes, that's the dude. Wait, where does he even play now? Leon. Didn't he just move there, though? Like either like last year, I don't know. It's it's fairly recent. Let me say. Wow, wow last eighteen wow, months wow. for sure. This man, yeah. the United Scouts, if there are any, and if they do anything, must be tearing their hair out. Mate, like someone was like, we need to get better scouts. I'm like, you know, our scouts are the same ones who told the club go get Caicedo, go get Julian Alvarez, and the club didn't do it. They're still there. <laughs> But right now, they're just on gardening leave because Eric Ten Hag has decided <laughs> if I haven't either, if they don't speak Dutch or I haven't worked with them somewhere in the past, it's not happening. Because you mentioned uh, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. Mm. Who, and I was going about my day like, you know what? As a backup for Casemiro or to come in and play with him every now and then, I can see it. Like I, I, I don't know. My brain, I was like, I can see it. Until I saw the Byron photo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. no. Ten Hag was Byron B coach Two. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just saw him signaling to Hoiberg in that picture. I was like, no. <laughs> it cannot be like this. Like, come it's on. It's actually unreal. It's actually unreal. Like, he's gotten lucky with some of the signings. I mean, I, it's weird that the one... I mean, you talked about this on the last pod, and I thought very well. But, like, it's weird that the one guy that he's never worked with before that he pushed the boat out, for is Mason Mount, yeah. who objectively doesn't fit really into what United are trying to. Actually, I don't even know what you're trying to do. But like, that's just a weird play, player to really push the boat out for. Doesn't make any but, sense. But Alex, you've you've missed the point of Mason Mount. He was at Vitesse Arnhem and Ten Hag. <laughs> actually, this is no no word of a lie. Actually, tried to get him on loan from Chelsea after seeing him play at Vitesse Arnhem. Look. The connections are all there. The only person that he has signed who is not Dutch or uh, Dutch affiliated. He never, uh, Dutch affiliated that I can remember is Casemiro. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hoyland, well, Hoyland yeah. isn't, I don't think. I don't well, think he's Scandinavian, close enough. Yeah, it's just a little drive away. But Hoyland, <laughs> I haven't seen him play yet, and in my mind, doesn't exist. Onana, we all know. Mount mm-hmm. Vitesse, and it's just Casemiro from what my brain can gather. And that's a problem. Because yeah. only one signing has been very, very good in my mind, and that's Lissandro Martinez. Yeah. Like, I'm not. Casemiro had good form for 75% of the season, but, like, it's a stupid financial deal as far as I'm concerned. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty worrying. And this is generally why I don't really like managers. Like, there are certain managers that have really good talent ID and you kind of just let them get on with it. But there are a lot. Most of them don't. Or, like, don't have the time for this. It's like Ten Hag is playing football manager and he's adding guys to his shortlist as he, as he goes through. And then you know how you can search either you'll read like all the scouted players or just the ones that are on the, that are already on the shortlist. And he's, he's mm-hmm. just doing that. And, and, and to your point, it's exactly what he's doing, exactly what he's doing. But to your point, like when people think about the old school days of managers, right? Let's go back to the last ones. Like, let's go back 10 years, like Fergie's mm-hmm. last year because he's in that 10 years and on Wenger, right? Where these are guys who have complete control of the football clubs. I know for a fact Arsene Wenger was not there going out to go look at fucking Freddie Jungberg go like like you know what I mean? Like he had scouts. He got a report that said this Jungberg guy's kinda good. He probably watched a video or two, or maybe went to go watch him and went, okay, that makes sense. Thank you, Scout. The scout earned his <laughs> paycheck that day. Ferguson did not fucking go to Mexico to go watch Chicharito play. I'm sorry he did not do it. Ferguson <laughs> delegated anything that it was possible to delegate. <laughs> Like, he didn't, like, that's how it should be. That's absolutely how it should be. But Ken Hogg is like, fuck a scout. <laughs> I'm the scout. <laughs> yep. To be fair, Moyes did that in Spain. Apparently he, him and what was his assistant? Irving or something? Anyway, they, they would just like drive around Spain watching games. It's like, shouldn't you concentrate on coaching Real Sociedad? Because <laughs> it's not going well. Anyway, uh, despite the uh, terrible recruitment policy or lack thereof, Man United beat Nottingham Forest 3-2 um, just about. Uh, it was a wild first few minutes, though. You know what? Non- I, I, w- I didn't know who I won you was, but he's tearing it up right now. Yeah, he's got seven. Con- he scored in seven consecutive games or something like that, um, dating back to last season. He is a beast of a of a striker. I wouldn't mind having him personally. He's not <laughs> aesthetically pleasing, but my God, <laughs> he's fast and he's strong. And he can also finish. Like he's I think he scored against Arsenal at the back end of last season as well. He's a very yep. good, very reliable guy. And the goal he scored, he just knocked basically just knocked Rashford over and then like I don't know what Onana was doing. But five minutes in two nothing oh my God. <laughs> if you if you had if you were in my house, oh god, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would imagine I would imagine. Um, but but they, was they the comeback back. like performance related, or was it just like eventually the talent was was too much for Forest? It wasn't like the Fergie wave after wave after wave stuff that we used to get when we were kids. But like you kind of knew that United were going to get back into it. Like, once Rashford skinned the guy and then crossed it for Ericsson, once you let Ericsson score that goal, it's like, yeah, you're going to lose the game. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much. And they yeah. sat back after that, and 
what happened. The free kick set, the set piece routine for the free kick was amazing. Like they're actually doing work on the coaching ground. Thank God. Like that was brilliantly done. And then the penalty, penalty. Now it shouldn't have been a red card. Fuck. <laughs> like, the red card is crazy. I'm confused between that and the Van Dyke one. I'm a little confused as to what they're doing. But the penalty That's, is like yeah. a penalty, and I and I think the, I don't understand what this fury that's going on on social media and punditry about like United right now. It's like it's was a penalty. What are we talking uh, about? I mean, I honestly this was fifty fifty enough for me to not give a shit. But I guess the argument would be that it was not very much contact, and Rashford kind of seemed to go over a bit easy, but like. That's getting given most times. I, I just, I'm just not concerned. My, my thing is, if it isn't even as 50-50, if we want to say that, that's great. There's another angle where it shows man's knees on Rashford's knee, like he knocks him over. Like I've probably posted it three times today on its own, and it's like <laughs> I'm sure you that, have. <laughs> that is Stonewall if I've ever seen one. My problem is that like it's become a talking point everywhere. That well, and I'm like, why didn't you talk about Shovel Sly's one? I don't know how to say his name. That's how it's going to be said. When enough, like yeah. clearly that was worse than this because the contact was was less than this, but they don't want to make a big deal out of it. It's like I get it. United is the biggest team in the world. I understand these things, but like, can't we be like intellectually honest here? Like, let's just try that for once. I think there's no way to to talk about, and maybe there should be at this point. But I don't think there's any way to talk about United and penalty decisions and that kind of stuff without bearing in mind just the historical context. It's like it's just it's just too ingrained. It's too deep, man. Like we all spent at least anyone of a certain age just spent their whole youth growing up with United getting all these crazy decisions. And so it just it just feels like it will never end. Just feels like it will never end. Yeah. And 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 I and I spent a good part of my childhood embracing it and laughing about it, particularly the Arsenal ones, which were highway robbery if I've ever seen one in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, you just say that and it immediately brings like three very clear... Anyway, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. There was a Darren <laughs> Fletcher one where he absolutely destroyed was it Arshavin. <laughs> yep. Yep. Darren Fletcher and Gary Neville on Reyes, like, they did... I'm not even sure they got booked and they should have been in jail. In jail. <laughs> oh, still god. makes me angry. Oh god, the better days, better. I would still take those days of like bad refereeing because I, I again, I don't want to have this particular argument necessarily, but we can talk about it's technology or it's like the yeah. the people and all that mess. But like, you now have two points of refereeing, right? There's an on-the-pitch, and there's a guy who looks at the camera, and they're still getting stuff wrong, which means you are employing morons. Yes. <laughs> well, it, not, not just morons, but, but morons that whose interest, it is, whose interest is to back each other up and, and, have, and have now literally said so in interviews. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not gonna, I didn't want to make that call because it would have been more grief for my mate. Literally, it's just like the police union. Like they're just not gonna, you know, rattle on each other. And so, what is the point? What is the point of having a corrective system if they're not going to correct each other because they don't want to give each other grief? I thought the whole point was if if you're not sure, right? 
upstairs and you don't mm-hmm. like mate, mind you go just look at the camera. Yeah. Like and we already have problems with being super slow or whatever, but at least you can say he looked at the camera and then he made it the choice himself. Like I don't understand why because I read that quote a few times. I didn't understand. He said that he didn't want him to go look at the camera. Like you've set him up to fail, mate. Like I, I, I don't I don't get how you thought you did him a favor then and making the statement. Like, what is wrong with you? Bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. Um anyway. The refereeing is a joke and tech hasn't helped. Um just to just to round off on United, um it's early it's early days. It's very early days, but um just don't look like a good team. Just don't look like a good team right now. Um not not at all. Not a not at all. The goals are not coming from the forwards. Like I think it's Varane, Casemiro, Bruno, whatever. Um, and the midfield is still empty. It's a highway. People are literally just walking through. It's disgusting, which is the reason why you're seeing links to Hoiberg and mm-hmm. Gravenberch, who's another Ten Hag lad. Gravenblah. And a, and a Gravenblah. McTominay, <laughs> loan swap, will go down in history as the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life, but it could work for McTominay. <laughs> Swear that way, honestly. Like, oh, uh, can, can we can we talk briefly about Thomas Tuchel's Premier League fetish? And, yeah, and, and and you know what? To to some extent, I understand it because like he spent a, a year and a half in the Premier League, and he's like, wow, there's some really good players here who would absolutely destroy it in Germany, and that's true. And it, like Harry Kane's one of them, and he's already got like six goals or something in like the first twelve minutes. But um, Trevor Shalaba's not one of them, you know. <laughs> um, like you've got Delit and Upamecano and 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 and, and Kim Min Jae and like we can debate the merits of a couple of those guys, maybe two out of three. But but like Trevor Shalab is not not doing anything for you if you're if you're Bayern Munich. And who else? Is, who else? he tried to get Declan Rice, even though that was completely unrealistic. Yeah. And yeah, he just won't leave the Premier League alone. You, you know what I think is that like he's he's also doing nothing of if I've coach them or seen them play with my eyes. He's doing, <laughs> doing the Ten Hag thing. And I'm like, Bayern are really giving this man way too much rope to hang himself. I, I don't understand why, again, why are they doing this? You're Bayern Munich. You mm. don't have to do this. You're not in decline like my United where you can go like, hey, I'm going to save you, whatever. You don't have to do this. But what I think that they're what Tuchel is doing is he's gone, we went ultra technique here. With and like super tactical with like Nagelsmann, and everyone got confused. And yeah. he's probably saying, Since I mean, we've seen people kill it in Germany, right? And then Phil in, in, in the Premier League, Timo Werner, Jamie Sancho, sadly, and a bunch of others we've seen. And he's probably saying, Well, if we just get people who can run a lot, yep, we'll probably win this league. Yep. <laughs> So I think that's where he's going with this because McTominay is going to score like 20 goals from midfield just <laughs> barreling over these people. <laughs> I actually want to see it. I do want to see it. I do want to see Scott McTominay and Trevor Shalaba playing for the German champions. Why, why, would I, why would I piss on that? Sounds great. It's just marauding, mate. They're just going to maraud through. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, is this in, inverted center backs bullshit? Is <laughs> yeah. Me, me, meanwhile, uh, what's his name? Uh, the oh god, the right back who wants to be a midfielder. 
uh, Kimmich? Yes. Meanwhile, Kimmich is there being like, hello, I, I am a number six. Like, you can play me in midfield. I, I will do the job. And Thomas Tuchel is just like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Shut up. If, if, if Thomas Tuchel does this and wins a league, I may have to apologize to Sam Allardyce. And you know what? You know what, Sam Allardyce? Maybe you were right. <laughs> Maybe you could have gone anywhere and <laughs> been a success. <laughs> He could have won the Bundesliga. I will give him that. He could have done it. Um, right. Arsenal 2, Fulham 2. Speaking of teams that don't look very good yet, I mean, it's a, it's a different level of, of not very... I mean, it's still a lot better than United, I will say. But Arsenal mm. certainly haven't hit, hit their stride yet. They certainly don't look as convincing as they did for most of last season. And part of that, speaking of Germans who haven't made it into the Premier League, part of that, um, I don't want to kill the guy, but... You know, we're three games in, and I still have no idea what a Kai Havertz is or what it does. Yeah, it's a donkey. That's that's <laughs> that's what it is, and he'll tell you that himself. There were some very strange sequences of play. Yes, with him, and I almost felt like he was drugged when he was playing. But I get to him in a second because Ramsdale's on borrowed time. I mean, one would think now that David Rea is in the house, which was a bit of an insult of a transfer, I will say. But, like, yeah, mm -hmm. it, it feels as though the pressure's getting to him. Because I know Saka, that pass was stupid from Saka, like, in the first minute or whatever. It was yeah. bad. I get, I get that. But Andres Pereira didn't even connect with the ball properly. <laughs> and, and I don't understand, because... Ramsdale's running like with his back facing the ball, and then he tries to like turn around midway, and then turns around again. I, I don't know what he was doing. It lacked physical literacy, is what I would say about that. Like it just looked like he'd lost control of his body. Um, but yeah, like he clearly didn't think Pereira was going to hit it that early. And I'm not sure Pereira knew he was going to hit it that early based on the connection he he made or didn't. But yeah, it wasn't 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 a glamorous piece of goalkeeping, was it? No, it was absolute nonsense. And look, you came back, and Ketia is doing that thing that annoys everyone, which is you're really not good. We don't want you to play, but you're scoring goals, so you kind of have to stay. Just and enough then, goals. Yeah, and which is, and I was telling Chimdi this last week. Like he basically, Chimdi was saying, um, if you didn't listen to the pod, that. He cannot believe that Balogun can be this good and command the fee that he's commanding. Yeah. And be better, because he doesn't believe he's better than Ketsia. And I said, I don't think that's the point. <laughs> like, the point is simply, he did well in Liga, he has a market, and you have yeah. an asset. And actually, in Ketsia doing half decently as a backup, when we know Flo is probably better than the backup player, like, he has to go. So Inketia doing this well is actually the problem for Flores like, yeah. and for Arsenal in many ways. A little bit. No, I, I heard the conversation and, and Chimri's question was a good one, but I think your answer was was bang on, which is that just like, eventually you have to sell someone if you're spending this kind of money. Eventually someone has to go. And Inketia just signed a new contract and seems to be willing to be the backup. Whereas Balogun seems to have higher aspirations and once you once you score 20 21 goals in in Ligue 1 um if you're not called Jonathan David like you get a big move 
Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know what that is. That World Cup must have really destroyed that man's like profile. Wasn't wasn't helpful, was it? But also, every time I see him linked anywhere, it's like Lille demands sixty five million euros, and I'm just like, no one's gonna pay that because he's worth thirty. Well, also, their money laundering scheme has been uncovered. Because <laughs> after Pepe, like, Osman, sure, fine. But, like, even then, he's he's world-class now. But even then, we knew that deal that they did with Napoli yep. was money laundering. At that yep. point, there was no justification for it. And we've seen the Pepe deal. So, yeah, <laughs> the jig is up. <laughs> the jig very, very much is up. Um, yeah, I, I just, like... It's a bit too early to really worry. And, and you know, you see it. See, what Man City do is, um, and you touched upon this last week as well, which is that they start not brilliantly, but they make sure they win their games anyway, for the most part. Right. Whereas mm-hmm. Arsenal have started not brilliantly. You can tell, you know, the, there's a couple gears to go, but they've managed to drop points already, um, which is not going to be particularly helpful if, if you plan to be in the title race. But. You know, we'll 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 see if they get it together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And City did win. Mm-hmm. Just about. I mean, it, well, what was it? One nil with a Holland goal? No, no, sorry, two one because it was uh, Holland did score the one nil up. Who was this they were playing against? Sheffield United. United, and he missed ah. the penalty. Missed the penalty, and then was so annoyed that when he bulleted the header in for 1-0 he didn't celebrate he was just like ah thank goodness for that oh I have high standards (laughs) (laughs) so hard so hard Um, and then Kyle Walker did a madness Mm, he did uh, this is for um, Rodri's goal right well no well this was for the goal that they conceded when the ball was going oh. up, but he back yielded it straight back into the penalty area. Yes, yes, and then it looped over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. He should have gone to Bayern Munich. I'm just gonna say that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But then, yeah, Rod- Rod- Rodri's been been cropping up with these goals lately. Like, and towards the end of last season, beginning of this season, he even said that he said, I think today or yesterday, that Kovacic being there has helped him get forward a bit more because Kovacic is more willing to to hold a bit, you know, compared to like Bernardo and Foden and De Bruyne and the other central midfielders he's been playing with that just aren't central midfielders. Um, and he's like, the guy can strike a ball. Oh, his technique is disgustingly good. Yeah. Disgustingly good. And ah, I don't know, 25 million for Kovacic. And then you have Rodri. Like the team is just assembled so well. Like it's, it's so annoying. It's so annoying when you look at a team that actually knows what the hell it's doing in the market, and then they're going to oh, add Doku yeah. to this mix. Like, come on, Nunez any minute because he's on strike, which is very funny, right? So, yeah. like, if Kovacic is, if you just feel like rotating, right? You've got mm-hmm. Kovacic, uh, Matthew Nunez. Mathieu Nunez. Mathieu, Nunez. Oh, Mathieu yes. Rodri. Uh, what's his Foden. name? If you ever feel like letting him out his, out of his cage, Calvin mm. Phillips, if you ever feel like it. Oh, yeah, and Bruno true. Silva can do a job there. Like, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. No, it really is. I mean, the thing is, like, we talk about players being unlocked all the time. We didn't even know Rodri needed unlocking. But it turns out <laughs> <laughs> you can unlock a bit more Rodri. So there you go. Good stuff. Um what else happened? Tottenham, look, listen, 
if you've watched the first couple of games of Tottenham season, you get on the phone to Interpol and you give them <laughs> Conte's address and you say, go and arrest this man for crimes against Yves Bissouma, Pat Matassar, and a number of other players. Because that man went on a public press conference and said, Yves Bissouma is lacking in the tactical aspect. And now the man is just dribbling all over the Premier League's midfield. Like, like, it's, like it's a cakewalk. So what the fuck were you talking about? Honestly, I don't know what he was on. I we re, we remember Bissuma at, at Brighton, and we were like, "This guy's good." But we yeah. couldn't understand why no one wanted him. Maybe it had to do with allegations of stuff mm-hmm. things. I don't know. But watching him play, you're like, either Ange has. I mean, we know he he's got some tactics in him, mm-hmm. or he's just copying Pep, as he said this weekend. <laughs> I, I like him. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Um, but. Bissouma's a good player. What I'm, wh- where I will be impressed, Ange, is if you can fix Ndombele. <laughs> then you'll impress me, bro. <laughs> he's already, he's already given up on Ndombele. <laughs> Apparently, he's not punctual enough, which is very funny. That guy just doesn't want to be a footballer. No, he doesn't. He's just writing out his his contract. It's very funny. But yeah, they they uh, they they swept Bournemouth aside in. I would say I would say the United game, you know, they played some very good football, but United could easily have have gone ahead in that game. A couple of really good chances. This one was a lot more controlled. Like they they kind of held Bournemouth at, at arm's length and just stuck a couple past them. And it's honestly, I mean, the Conte thing, you know, is a bit of a joke. But what's remarkable, really, is in like how long has has Postecoglou been there? Like six weeks. Yeah, not like, long at all. Transform a low block encounter bullshit team into a team that actually plays really good attacking football in six weeks with mostly the same players. Pretty impressive for an Australian. I, 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 I like, ex- and I know you how you feel about that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I like what he's done. With the pieces, and James Madison, by the way, is like, we already we already know he was a good player, but it, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna pat myself on the back here because I said they're not gonna miss Harry Kane as much as people think they would, and just take the money and do whatever you want to do with it. You did say because, that because people are like, "Oh, you can't replace the goals." I'm like, "Of course you can't. You have to change the way that you play." Like, I, I, people need to be. I think managers in general and clubs, and Daniel Levy in particular. Just need to be a bit braver. Like you're gonna, they're still not gonna finish in the top four for me, but they weren't finishing in the top four anyway. At least now you won't finish in the top four, but you'll be attractive to watch. You can have that trophy on your head if you want. Like <laughs> you know, like there is a there is a um, a good side of this. I, I get that. What I would say, just just for 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 the lols, is. Have you seen Richarlison play the last couple of games? Like the guy puts it about, he puts in a ton of effort, does he does all the pressing and the winning the ball and all of that stuff. But when it comes down to like being a finisher, you can see the drop off from Kane to Richarlison when it comes to like a one on one situation is cavernous. He's horrible. Like. He is the most English Brazilian I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and I don't even mean like this new, you know, technically adept English person. I'm talking about 98 to 2010 English. Mm. Like that's what this, he's argy-bargy. 
if you've ever seen one. <laughs> right. But the, the, I mean, the thing is, he's better than this. Like, this is yes. bad, but yes. like, still, you know. I'm, I'm what just we're saying, seeing right now is yeah. Favela Chris Sutton. That's what we're seeing right now. Yes, I was. I was trying to think of a, a player, but it, yeah, Favela Chris Sutton. I like it. <laughs> anyway, he's he's got to get it together, or, or like they're just going to give that job to Son and put someone else out there. Um, right. What else happened? Everton uh, lost no, to Wolves. Well, they're going down. They're going down. No, they're not. What? Come no, on. No. Come Alex, on. Listen, listen. You know it's what I want. Yeah. And you know <laughs> why I want it. You and I want it for the exact same reason, okay? Yeah. Like, but every single time we <laughs> wish for it and we hope for it and we say it's going to happen, it doesn't happen. So I have decided not to hope for it anymore. It will just break All my right. heart. All right, fair enough. It's not gonna. It's definitely not gonna happen. But if you ask me, who I think are gonna go down, Luton. <laughs> well, yes, and I yes. think Burnley will go down too, and then he, then pick your pick your poison. I think I think that's probably fair. Luton got drubbed by Chelsea, which is you know I mean Chelsea aren't good yet, but you know good enough to beat Luton. Raheem Sterling seems to be having a bit of a bit of a rebirth. I can't. I, I it's too early. I I don't really know how good Chelsea could. Or will be. I don't know if you have any handle on them. I think again they're not going to make the top four, but if, as long as they take it as a rebuilding project over time, sure. I, look, I know you spend a billion dollars expecting immediate return, but like they came tenth <laughs> or whatever it was last season. I, I'm not entirely convinced that Bully himself is like desperate right now for mm. uh, what's it called. Champions League. There are many different ways to increase the value of a football club and sell it on for profit as a hedge fund would. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm not sure he cares that much either. Um, what was I going to say? I forget. Anyway, no, I mean, no. the amount of money they've spent is, is nuts. It's absolutely nuts. And and then it, it just like when you when you see them sell Lewis Hall to Newcastle, that gives mm. Newcastle like Hall and Livermento. There you go. There's your fullbacks for the next 10 years. And you've got Cucurella as your backup to Chilwell, who's injury prone. I just like, what are you doing? Like, why do you just sell all your good homegrown players? It's really annoying. Like I, we've had this discussion so many times, but honest to God, every few weeks I have the same thought and it just makes me angry, which is that they could have a defense of like Reese James, Tomori, Gay, and Lewis Hall. And how amazing would that be? And free. <laughs> and free and like Tammy Abraham could be up there scoring 15-20 goals a season for you instead of you messing about with like all the strikers in the world also right like I know we don't rate Shalaba that much but did you need to buy De Sassi right <laughs> right and like you had Colwell and you bought um, Badiashile and again I don't mind Badiashile but it's just like you had the guy already who's not worse than him and you spend mm -hmm. 90 million on Fafana like it's insane mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anyway whatever they'll do they'll do what they do um West Ham smashed Brighton after Brighton have been smashing everyone when were the yeah. first two games were like 4-1 weren't they yeah 4-1 4-1 and then they lost to the greatest counter deep 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 block <laughs> counter attacking manager to ever exist <laughs> Listen, European champion David Moyes. <laughs> you're absolutely European champion. Not only that, but a couple of weeks ago, we were just like 
they're not going to be able to spend the rice money. No one wants mm. to go to West Ham. And since mm. then, they bought James Ward-Prowse, who's killing it. Um, mm-hmm. what, uh, who's the guy from Ajax? It's in Alvarez. Yes. Um, who seems to be like another Martinez, just like a little run around and tackle everyone guy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kudus, which is wild. Like, that's a wild signing. I wonder if Eric Ten Hag is foaming at the mouth right now. Where he's like, <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Get my Ajax brethren in. <laughs> I mean, it is two players off of his shortlist. So, yeah. 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 I mean, look, if we wouldn't be talking about Hoiberg if Alvarez is on the market. I mean, just say that. True. But, True. hey, Alvarez is actually very good against Brighton. Um, and listen, Antonio... I, I, you know, I take it back about Richarlison. Richarlison is Favela Mika Antonio. Like, mm, Antonio is a beast. And that goal, like, that was just pure, like, brute force destruction. And amazing. How else are you going to beat Brighton? You know, sit deep, frustrate them, counter them, Mate. score your goals, respect, heritage. I, do not even bother engaging with their press. Just lob it over the top and get on with your life. Like, don't bother trying to pass around them. Yep, I, I I respect it. I respect it heavily. And good on Moyes. They were top of the table for like a day, and I think that's a trophy for them. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, all right, we've got to wrap this up in a minute, but let's finish with the, the Premier League classic that is Newcastle-Liverpool. Um, mm. Listen, I know it's difficult for you to enjoy a Liverpool win, but I enjoyed this Liverpool win because I just don't want Newcastle to be good yet. It's too early, and and they are, <laughs> and I'm not I'm not with it. So I I really enjoyed ten man Liverpool beating them in the last minute. I, I'm not gonna lie, I was fully in my neutral mode for this game, so mm. I enjoyed the outcome. I forgot that I hated Liverpool for a second. <laughs> so, like, I, it now look. Everyone knows me knows I hate Arsenal and I hate Liverpool, so it's a lot easier for me to do that. But sure. look, Newcastle are annoying. Like, I almost prefer this result because Newcastle being that force that's coming up in the world, it's not good for football, mate. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's not. It's, it's not. We, we need our traditional top six. Like, like no. Yeah. It's like the monarchy. We're sticking with it with what we what we know. Like, exactly. I'm good with that. Newcastle Checks and balances, mate. No. Exactly. <laughs> but are they admirable? Of course. Also, they're building a young British core, which is... And making that core look very, very good. In the beginning of this, even before the red card, if I'm not mistaken, the way that they were pressing from the front was disgustingly good. Just like, oh, too intense. They're too intense. Uh, I, I did not know what Liverpool were going to do like against it. It was, oh, God, suffocating. But then they lost all their sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, it was it was quite, I guess it was quite clever by Klopp. Maybe you could say that because, like, Liverpool just went right. Well, if you're going to do that, then we're just going to go with our horse and throw Darwin on to just run around like a maniac. And you know what? I saw him compared, and it's an easy comparison because he's Uruguayan. But I saw him compared with Cavani, and I was like, yeah, pretty good comparison. Like physically, the amount of running they get through, the movement's really good. It's really just a question of can they finish? And like, those are two very, very good finishes. If he can maintain that, like Liverpool have a beast on their hands. They were 
I did not think he was going to score either of them based on, on his performance last season. But if he does do this, then it eases the burden on Salah and maybe you do take the 100 million uh, or whatever it is. Al Itahad are, are, you know, trying to, to pay for him, which I think would be great for that league, having the best, you know, Muslim player in the world play in your league. I think that's good marketing. For 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 your league, yeah, and it'll happen. It's just a matter of time. Next year, next year probably. Yeah, um, but that was what I was going to ask you: is it, it, you are you are chief? Um, you know, sell the player and move on with your life. So if if they did come in, would you take it if you were Liverpool? As chief, sell the player. I would if this was a month ago. I just like in this instance, I don't know. Like, my whole thing with Spurs was sell the guy and move on. You kind of have the piece was a replacement in Richarlison. I just didn't think he'd be this trash. But you have the piece. Mm. I don't know who replaces Salah. I actually don't think there is a replacement for Salah. Like, if he's injured, who plays in that position? You could play Harvey Elliott out there. You could play Jota. Yeah, I mean, it's not natural. You said enough. (laughs) Like, Harvey Elliott, you said enough. Like, I don't, like, Diaz isn't going to go over there. Like he can, but he it's not not yeah. optimal. So no. you have to sign somebody at that point, and I don't know who is even interesting as a as a right left footed right winger right now. I mean, Anthony's already spoken for, and Anthony, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you could try selling him. You could try flogging Anthony to them. I mean, Doku would have been a good target. Like maybe in January they could throw the throw the bag at Elise. Elise. Um, but he just signed a new deal. My guess is there is a buyout clause there, but he just signed a new deal. So yeah, I mean it's tricky. It's tricky. Maybe like, maybe I, take I a literally year. don't know who. I I like if anyone knows, let us know. I cannot think of a single person. Yeah. Well, Ten Ten, ten Hag will be able to tell us someone from the Eredivisie. So yeah, just get in touch with him. I think Neres is is trapped somewhere. Go <laughs> <laughs> about David Neres. He's in Portugal. Oh man! All right, we better leave it there, Bernie. Thank you very much, and uh, yeah, we'll chat again soon. All right, my man. Peace. Peace.